Hey, welcome back. Uh, we've got a, a special, another special speci. A little quickie. A quick, a quickie, quick, yep. quicker, son? Just going to leave it a quickie. Okay. Uh, Bill and I just got back from listening to watching, maybe maybe watching. We watched and listened, I think, to be fair. To Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. At Cinerama, downtown yeah. Seattle. So, uh, Cinerama was playing a bunch of horror movies recently. We went and uh, watched Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. Uh, to, well, one, I had never seen any of these in the theater before other than uh, uh it chapter it two. chapter two yeah. and so we thought we would further the experiment of watch me does watching a horror movie in a theater change the experience for me yeah for sure yeah they were cinerama was doing a great kind of run of right up until halloween kind of uh doing a series of horror films uh the two of us being able to go see nightmare on elm street together yeah. in the theater uh, and not a bad movie for schedules to align on. Absolutely. it's It also works out really well because it's one of the first movies that I saw in the theater. Hmm. Um, I think when this came out, I was 13. This one to me, and we may have talked about this when we covered Nightmare on Street originally, it, it stuck with me because this was the first time I'd seen something in this realm not... At home, this wasn't like a video rental. Like I saw it on the big screen, and it made a huge impact on me. But uh, yeah, we were able to go uh, to Cinerama check this out together with a not necessarily a packed out crowd, but a a decent crowd to see a movie on a Sunday afternoon. Anything in particular jump out to you seeing this again in a in a movie theater? Well, the first thing that jumped out to me was the fact that Cinerama had chocolate popcorn sure sure and regular that yeah. you could get mixed that's right uh and the chocolate popcorn really was like eating like cocoa krispies or something like that yeah uh and i think i'd recommended getting the mix you make you recommend getting the mix um and i appreciate that it was a little too too much chocolate i'll okay. say okay if i were to do this mix again yeah. i would go a quarter chocolate okay with three quarter regular because i just want i just want a little i want a little taste of sweetness in amongst the savory of the regular sure this was like overwhelmingly chocolate okay i don't know that you can request that mix necessarily but i'd love to see you try <laughs> yeah i'm not saying i would request it i'm okay. saying just from my own my own if you were critique. making this at home what you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah. In terms of the movie, um, I mean, yeah. The, the I was hoping that the it would have been a f full house yeah. to really react to the crowd. Yeah. But I was surprised that the crowd um, really latched on to the mo the mother, uh, and they thought the they thought the mom was hilarious. Yeah, her hiding or hiding the booze and, yeah. and drinking and gin throughout the movie. They just thought that was hilarious. Um, which I didn't find funny. I th I found that when I I think when we watched it, like I thought 
it was like it was disturbing just sad yeah like it was like a little tragic yeah for me uh but they thought it was hilarious yeah I think that's one one of the things that I find too, like having watched a movie a number of times on my own at home and then seeing it in a theater experience. It's, and I think we talked about this after we saw the movie too, that there's uh, there are scenes where if I'm watching it by myself, that might strike me as disturbing, where when I see it with an audience, they find it funny. And I think that, some of that too is just like trying to kind of shake off that disturbing feeling. Um, it it does come across as comedic sometimes, but I think it's like the audience's way of like going, yeah, I get that this is, it's not the horror of the situation that the movie's projecting, but there's this disturbing aspect too that's very real. And since it's so real, I'm just going to try to laugh this off. Are you so in a way you're saying I'm more in touch with my feelings than the, the audience and they're masking the fact that they're actually disturbed by playing it off like it's funny. Possibly. They're laughing it off going ha ha ha, ha oh look how weird Is that funny? I I'm, I'm better than this. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you're in a if you're in a real life situation where it's life is kind of painting this picture that might be too real for you. I think the easier way to kind of escape that is to laugh it off. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is it's easier to like joke about it and go, that's funny. Yeah. Versus actually getting real and like confronting the, the, authenticity of it yeah and i think that's what horror movies play to quite a bit too is like if i think wes craven is a great example of this who directed nightmare on elm street is playing off like the real horror of the situation versus like the supernatural horror of the situation right it's like the at least with that first movie nightmare on elm street like the the freddy krueger pieces of the movie aren't played for laughs where in sequels may we may see that not play out where Freddy becomes more of a there's a lot of punchlines to like what I could what see that. <laughs> um but I think Wes Craven very smartly is like combining like this very kind of supernatural I don't know how to deal with this on a human level because it's not I've not experienced this. And this is true horror. But there's also this kind of disturbing real life aspect of things that we might actually be able to connect with as an audience that might be played off as laughs. And I think watching it too, it is almost from a director's perspective, kind of played off as a joke almost sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the mother's negligence at times is a little comedic. Yeah. Because she plays it so, she's so aloof that it's, like checked out and out of it. Yeah, but at the same time, like I, like I kind of get that, yeah. and it's tr- tragic. Yeah, uh, especially given the scenario that the the kids are in. So, yeah. I didn't I didn't find it funny when we watched it, but it was yeah the whole audience was cracking up every every single scene with the mother they thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um. Other than that, uh. 
Oh yeah, I don't know. It was good to see it on the big screen. I did nothing else was really like really jumped out to me. Okay. That scene with Freddie with the long arms in the alleyway in the yeah. beginning is yeah, yeah. It was still like really freaky. It got to you. And like, well, it, I don't know if it got to me, but it's still that's a freaky scene. And then just on the big screen, his arms are even wider. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a bit like watching, like in college, there was this theater that ran old movies. Yeah, yeah. And I went to this Tom Cruise double feature that showed Mission Impossible, which was more recent, and then Top Gun. Okay. And so it was a bit like watching Top Gun on the big screen after... the volleyball scene? (laughs) Yeah, right. That really blew me away. Yeah, yeah. Uh... (laughs) Literally. Uh... (laughs) I don't know who you were with, but I'm sure it blew you away. Uh, I was blown away for sure. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> uh no it was like it was just cool i'm glad that i saw this on the big screen awesome that's i'll probably never see this on the big screen ever again in my entire life so. yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i will say that the other some of the other films in the series that uh i was able to check out too they played uh the thing john carpenter's the thing yes which was i wish i'd seen that with you fantastic that one was packed out it was sold out um but still not not like a big rowdy crowd necessarily. Um, but it was fascinating to see how well we'll we'll cover this movie too in a later date, but how well those practical effects in that movie still played out, like in a 70 millimeter print, like in a theater. Uh just it it just reinforced how much I love that movie. Um, and then the night that we saw Nightmare on Elm Street, I stuck around to then watch right. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre after that, which I wanted no part of, uh, which I totally get. Uh, so yeah, knowing that my options to be able to see this movie, uh, 70 millimeter on a big screen are going to be few and far between. So I stuck around to watch it. Um, I'm glad I did. But it just really reinforced how fucking intense that movie is. It's, yeah, that's an intense movie. And that, um, like, to your point, when we're watching Nightmare on Elm Street, there were laughs, like, at the kind of drunk mother situations. This crowd was silent through that movie, uh, which speaks a lot, I think, to to what Toby Hooper was able to do with this movie and just, just this nonstop onslaught of terror of of just discomfort throughout the movie yeah um i i didn't feel great coming out of that movie coming back home oh why why should you to that movie but uh it was a great example of being able to see these films that i've only seen on a on a tv screen at home sometimes through just like shitty vhs copies of it uh, seeing it on a big screen, why just beautiful prints that uh, really kind of brought home the power of of seeing these movies in a theater for me. Um, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was tough. Um, I had a lot of fun watching Nightmare on Elm Street, though. Um, getting to revisit that in the theater was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun for me, too. I'm glad we saw it. I'd, I wish, I'd like to see more on the big screen. Hopefully uh, that'll happen. I think there will definitely be options to do, uh, to revisit that for sure. Cool. So yeah, this was a, I think a nice kind of part two to our experiment with getting you mm. to a theater to see movies while we're kind of talking about sequels to movies we've already watched. 
Um, if you had to pick a movie maybe that you've already seen, aside from Nightmare on Elm Street, hmm. on the big screen, what would you watch? Wow. I I had not thought about that. That is a good question. Yeah, I'm kind of springing this one on you. Um, Want to see what else I'm springing on you? <laughs> please. I mean, I'm tempted to go with the cabinet of Dr. Yeah. Caligari. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, yeah, I think that might be my choice. Yeah. If I had to pick one. Yeah. Just from the visual and artistic aspect of it. I want to see more of that print. Seeing that on a big screen. Yeah. yeah I get that totally. There's probably stuff in there that I'm not seeing that it was going to pre- present better on a big screen. Yeah. I think that's my choice. All right. I dig it. That's actually, honestly, what jumped to my mind, too, when I asked the question. Really? Yeah. All right. I would love to see that on a big screen, too. Yeah. I mean, we watched it, like, over YouTube. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, to be fair, beautiful Still, fucking print of it. Yeah, great. a movie from the 1920s. Great capture on YouTube. But. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, let's let's keep our eyes out for what we can do. There's, I mean, they're always making horror movies. Let's uh, let's go look at something new in the theater that we neither of us have a history with and didn't see how that affects the viewing. Let's do it. Yeah. Dig it. All right. Well, uh, again, just a quick check-in to uh, to see how... That's what we got. Viewing a, uh, a horror movie in a theater worked out for, for Nikki Kaiser. Worked well. I dig it. Yeah. Love it. We'll be back next week. We'll be back about, soon. Uh, we'll be talking about Friday the 13th, part two. Bye. Bye.